Good morning. Welcome back to Sinister Sunrise. I'm Sarah. I'm Morgan. I'm Erin. And today, as always, we're going to talk about things that interest us, which are ghosts, true crime, and the human mind. Yeah, we talk about all that stuff. Basically, everything you shouldn't talk about on a first date is what we talk about. Which also, I was thinking, how did we start talking about any of this stuff? Because we've known each other now for anyone at home for five years. Does that sound right? College? Yeah, four or five, yeah. I've been dating, uh, I've been dating Clave for <laughs> five, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four years. I met you right before, right? Because I was sophomore year, so yeah. But I didn't even know you guys like spooky stuff until a point in time. I think it was like, you know what? It's probably mm-hmm. our uh, good friend, Brooke, uh, who said, hey guys, want to watch a scary movie? And everyone else was like, yeah! And I was like... No, I don't watch scary movies, but I do love a good true life ghost story. And then it was like, mm-hmm. boom. Fair enough. For everyone at home, okay, so you're in a sorority. Fun fact, they don't let you talk about that stuff in recruitment. So I know it had to take us a minute. Oh, yeah. Yes. You can talk about the five Bs. No, you can't. Or you can't talk about the five Bs. What is it? It's booze. Boobies. Boobies. Bible. Five Bs? No. It's five B is a boy, right? It's Bama, so politics. Uh, booze, boys. Bodies? Bi- I don't think it's bodies. Well, it's not boobies. Like body, like body, like body image stuff. Maybe. Because we can't talk about other sororities either. Bashing. I don't think that's it, but. I We're going to get back to you on that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, how'd everyone sleep this week? Anyone have any dreams? Morgan, your eyes are lighting up. <laughs> Well, uh, Miss Sarah, I certainly did. And I normally don't have dreams. Ah. Like, or I just feel like, I feel like I dreamt a lot more when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But this weekend, I had two. Um, one was about a pet store. <laughs> Shocking. For everyone at home, I have 10 animals. What animal did you get this time? Uh, I was trying to get an English bulldog puppy. Oh. Well, originally it was Stop. a... Okay. <laughs> It's a complicated Can story. Can we make this come true? Yeah. I, we need a pet. Wes, you, know. you need another dog. <laughs> make we it happen. We need a podcast pet. Podcast pet. Oh. We can call it Cinny. <laughs> well, originally, I was going to go, I was at this pet store to get a snake. So, like, mm, that's Ooh. a little bit sinister. <laughs> but, no. So, like, and my aunt was working at this pet store and was like, hey, you and your sister, your birthdays are coming up. Or is this not? But in my dream, it was. Why not? And okay. she was like, I'm going to let you get whatever pet you want in the store. And I was like, okay, well, I, I think we both have been wanting a snake. So, she, like, hands me this snake, but it was, like, the size of a toothpick. And it was just, oh. like, squiggling around in my hand. And I was like, well, this is a stupid pet ever. So, I, like, <laughs> put it back in its cage. Oh, and then the easiest she, thing to take care of. <laughs> right. I, that whatever. sounds like my kind of pet. <laughs> It's like a worm. It kind of was. <laughs> if you ever lost it, you never find it. <laughs> Actually, I don't want that pet. Right. Where would it be? not knowing, like, it could be anywhere. But what if it, like, never grew, though? Like, if it just stayed there? That's, that's almost just as terrifying. Can I don't What so. if it packs enough venom to still kill you? Why would you get a venomous snake? It's your reward. <laughs> so yeah. then. So sorry. We're taking over. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You weren't there. It's okay. It's okay. So then she, like, tries to hand me, like, a little bit bigger snake. And, like, it doesn't. It's, like, trying to bite me, but its mouth is so little that it can't. I was like, well, I don't want a snake that's going to keep biting me. <laughs> who knows man anything's possible the dream was like it was like a little bit detailed okay. well then she like tries to give me like a big snake like a like a i don't know a ball python okay like you know like a foot long Ooh. and i'm just kind of like oh, and she like foot long sub and like i'm just holding it and like she's like you don't look very comfortable and i was like i thought i wanted a snake but maybe i don't and she's just like well you can get anything in the store and i was like oh anything i want a cat well then i go up to this tank full of cats and yes it was a tank like you know like pet, you know <clears throat> uh schmetland uh-huh. It was like that, like the sliding glass doors, tanks. That the I know that was a bad place, uh, but that was the funnest place. It was the funnest place ever. I know, I know it's not good, but to 10-year-old Sarah in the mall. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, all these kittens are so cute, and they're like all kind of like 
speckly and cute. And I'm like trying to grab them, and I look at the price tag, and it's like two fifty. And I'm like, two fifty for a cat? Two hundred and fifty. Two hundred and fifty dollars. And my aunt's like, I don't know if I can get you that. And I was like, ugh. All right. So then you I said anything. <laughs> yeah. Said anything. So then I'm like, I go back to the back of the store, and then there's the two tanks like stacked above each other. And I look at the bottom one, and there's bunnies. And I was like, hell yeah, I want a freaking bunny. And but like before I can even slide the door open, bam, the price tag's in my face. Two hundred. And I'm like, bruh, I cannot spend two hundred dollars on a bunny. And my I aunt's like, how expensive bunnies actually are. I think pricey actually. Are they really? It depends on the bunny, I think. Like Brooke yeah. and I looked at getting one in our last apartment. Did you really? Because he wanted a fat, floppy eared mm-hmm. bunny. Mm-hmm. Like, some of them are just so mean. Like, they look cute are. on the outside, but on the inside they're That's just That's why you gotta get a baby and raise it. Snap at you. Get a raise it from a little baby. Clavin, um, his aunt, not to be off topic again, but his aunt has one and this thing is feisty. It's got the person like it won't bite you, it's not mean. But like if you get too close to it, it gets up on the back legs and just <gasps> pretends to pass out. What? Until you walk away and then it's like <gasps> Runs away. Oh, that's wild. Likes to play games. Like yeah. a fainting goat, but a fainting bunny? Basically. Whoa. But it's never really fainting. Like, I think it just lays down. Like, it's playing possum. Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay, wanna, that's pretty cool. Just that bunny. pet you. No. Jeez. Basically, she's the extreme introvert. <laughs> of a bunny. Yes. <laughs> well, so then I don't even hold the bunnies because I didn't want to get excited. My aunt's yeah. like, yeah, those are kind of pricey. And then uh, the tank <laughs> above them, I see English bulldog puppies. Oh. And the price is 100 And I'm like, ooh, that is For a lot English more. bulldogs. <laughs> Correct. Of course. So then I like slide the door. What? (laughs) Slide the door open and they all just start tumbling uh, because it's above my head and I am I'm five five nine five ten. So this they're just like falling down on me and they're like like you know like flicking all over. Yeah, like kissing my face and like oh my god. And she's like trying to tell me their names and I'm like I don't care. Just let it happen. And they're just like falling all over me. All of them. Right. And there's like two more asleep in there and I was like get over here, scoop them up. Lava. Get in my arm. Yeah. Bam. Woke up. Didn't what even get to take one home. At least I ended on a good note. Okay, what a great way to wake up, though. Yeah. Yeah. Just covered a in bunch puppies. of yeah. English bulldogs in your At a great yeah. price. At a gr- a I can't pass that A up. real steal. It's well, expensive. so, I mean, not... It's just a dream. Mm-hmm. But then the dream after that, the next day... So that was your pregame dream. That was my pregame dream. This is the main course. Involves you, Sarah. And you too, Aaron. Oh, awesome. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> wow. I would like to thank my mother. Um... <laughs> All of you that have supported me in being in this dream. <laughs> well, so I think we mentioned it on episode one, maybe. We that, have three now. <laughs> my memory is fading me. That me, Morgan, I am marrying Sarah and her fiance. So it's day of wedding. She's our officiant. Yeah. We're not, we're not in like a polygamous three Oh, man. no, no, no. <laughs> Just in case... If you do, I can see how that would I am yeah. joining. I am joining those two in holy matrimony. I am the official officiant. Yeah. Yeah. But good I job. would love to marry you. Oh. We live in Missouri, and I don't have enough money for all, those, <laughs> maybe, all those weddings. Maybe someday. But in my dream, we had not rehearsed. <gasps> it yes. is day of, and that is when we are having the practice. Okay, we're in this like. Sounds like what something we would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is this like log cabin. Yeah. It's this like log cabin room and your family is all in these chairs. Like I'm like looking out at them and you hand me a binder and you're like, okay, here's what you're reading. And I'm like, what? Like today's the day. And you were like, yeah, get it right. And I was like, oh Jesus. (laughs) So I opened the binder to the first page and the entire binder is written like Instagram posts. What? There are pictures of you, not you and Andrew, just you. (laughs) And the captions are what you want me to read. 
And I'm like, like Britney Spears Literally, I wish. I wish. It was so lucky she's a bride. But no, no, no. It was stuff like, remember when I looked this good 10 years ago? Blah, blah, blah. Skipping. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, Sarah, I cannot read this. And you're like, oh, you're gonna, you're gonna read it. And then like all the bridesmaids are but like on the side of me and they're all just like looking at me like, yeah, get it right. And I'm like, literally, I was like, what is happening? And then all of a sudden I like kept trying to read it and it was just going bad, bad, bad. And then I like blinked and I'm at the wedding and it is happening. And I'm like, I am so sorry. And I start to go off script and you had daggers coming out of your eyes (laughs) and you were like, that's not the binder. And I'm like, no, just like me. Yeah, totally. Mm, yeah totally you know what now that you mention it i do have a binder of instagram posts for you i'm glad you brought that up (laughs) just kidding absolutely my worst nightmare but yeah so all in all that's kind of just how the dream just tapered off but it was the most stressed i've ever felt in a dream in a very long time and i will tell you in all reality i'm not stressed at all for the big day you think maybe subconsciously you're a little nervous maybe it's because like it's so, it's far away, but yet I still, I'm a planner. Maybe when it gets closer. And I haven't yeah. given any Instagram posts mm-hmm. to read yet. Right, you haven't given me any, any posts to read, and I just, I'm stressing. I need those posts, girl. Okay. Get on. I want you to say I feel fancier than beef jerky in a ball gown. That's number one. <laughs> okay. Through and through. <laughs> on it. Thank Step you. number one. Yes. Writing down. Two, if there's not at least three Britney Spears quotes I walk. See that? I, maybe like subconsciously I'm like stressed because I don't know if you want it to be silly or you want it to be serious. Because <laughs> um, I can do either. I think that's why I was like well, so be a mix of both. Yeah. I mean, I've been stressed about making sure I call your fiance the right name, so. Anyway, I'm sorry you're so stressed. Hey, real life I'm not, so it's all right. Okay. Okay. Go. Well, I'm not going to be a bridezilla, I don't think. It's okay if you are. You need yeah, to be a little bit. bit. It's all about you, honey. Yeah. Like a little assertive, but. Assertive. That's a better word. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my old bosses made me take a class on that. Being assertive? Because I'm too passive. She was like, you need to take an assertive communication class. Like, how did that work? Like, online? Like, in No, person? I had to go in class. Oh, did they, like, pay for it? Like, yeah. To- oh, cool. But it felt weird because I was like, hi, I'm a weenie. I belong to Weenie <laughs> Hot Junior. Um, please let me know how to say the N-O word. <laughs> yeah. It went fine. Okay. And then I came back and she's like, and now you're my bitch again. Well, <laughs> what's the point? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So I've taken courses in that. I'll put it to good use. I'm sure. <laughs> Very cool. Erin, any dreams from you? I don't know. I feel like ever since we started this podcast, my dreams have just disappeared. Like, I know I dreamt a little bit of something last night, but I can't remember. It was like I was in the dream, mm-hmm. but then a different version of me was in the dream. But okay, like a cooler, cool. more badass version. I don't know what uh, was going on. Uh, that was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I second that. Second that comment. I can't remember remember what we were doing but we were like talking to each other and i'm like wait Whoa. you're me you were talking know. to you to yourself yeah. you were Aaron, like the dark me. hood um oh what's that green guy where it's like don't eat the pie eat the pie oh the little oh, kermit guy kermit, kermit. Like, you're dark kermit, kermit. Dark kermit. <laughs> i don't know it was weird i'm making a meme out of you so <gasps> that and then make a meme. last week meme. i had like kind of a scary dream i don't know Ooh. it was like a nightmare but i really don't have nightmares anymore to where i'm like oh, i freak out so yeah i really didn't i feel like in my head i know it's a nightmare and i'm like oh let's just get this over with so <laughs> see and yet she says she's not a badass okay who i can't do that in my sleep there i get over it creepy old lady like trying to kill us oh so casual. She, oh i think you were that's in it. i can't remember that like, if you were in it but it, there were some people that i always if have, i wasn't i'm not offended for this one i think we'll sit this one out yeah. oh because so, you didn't so die far, first uh-huh yeah, those only ones I remember. I literally have a sleep journal now, and I'm like, nothing's in it because I can't too much remember. Pressure now. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I need to dream something cool, and then it's nothing. So I'm letting you down. I'm very sorry. It's okay because actually, um, 
a friend of the show, Ronnie, she wrote in a dream for us to analyze. So, oh, yes. Thank you, Miss Ronnie. Um, also, just so you guys know, I am fully aware. We are all aware. We are not licensed psychologists or not dream experts. Not at all. We just barely do research for the show. So yeah. This is our take yes. on things. Yes. Sarah is the most um, certified out of all of us. And meaning that's a loose word. PA <laughs> psychology. That's pretty good. That's a lot, though. I'm a badass in psychology. She's a BA in psychology. Mm, but yeah, mm. I think I just took a basic psychology course, so that's about it. Uh, well, that's I took, all I know. I took AP Psych in high school, and mm-hmm. I didn't get the credit. Oh. So then I retook the class. So I've retaken the class twice. So I'm very good at the very basics. Oh. And by very good, I mean if I will not along to whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> good thing this is a visual podcast. Oh, yes. Um, okay, but just so you know, yeah, we're going to, I researched a little bit. I dream cards and everything, but Ronnie at home, don't take this for anything more than just fun. <laughs> so she writes, and it's a pretty short dream, but I found it pretty entertaining. She was out one night and she met the love of her life. His name was Walt. And she'd never seen him before, but he looked a bit like the skateboarder Ryan Sheckler. Okay. Do you remember him? I don't know. He was big when you were like in sixth grade. Okay, I was going to say, I want to say Like like a pro skateboarder? Yes. And his name is Show me a picture. Walt. In her dream, his name is Walt. And she's like- But he looks like this guy. Yes. And we can post a picture of him on our Instagram so you all at home can see too. Oh, God. (laughs) So keep in mind, he was a really big deal when you were like in sixth grade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, he looks super familiar. Mm -hmm. Sixth grade Morgan would have been on that. Yeah. Because he had the skater boy hanging hair in like sixth seventh grade okay i remember in my j14 i was like oh it's ryan you know who he kind of looks like the uh, dad from uh team mom <gasps> no he kind of does with caitlin caitlin and what's his face well i liked him before i'm sorry kind of looks like a brunette Aaron. now Ooh! we're, we're on the right okay track. that's better okay yeah, yeah. here was him back in his prime Ooh, okay oh mm. damn all right okay. so ryan if you're not cool with it i'm posting a picture <laughs> uh, so far i know so far this dream's going in the right direction yeah, yeah. So she said okay. they talked about life they had really good talks um, and that was really it. But she was woke up like, who is this man? So I did a little research and Ronnie, it's not uncommon to dream of someone you have never met. Mm. According to dreamstop.com, which sounds like GameStop, but I thought it was funny. <laughs> being in love in a dream shows that there could be an overwhelming joy in your waking life, Ooh. which I would love to believe is me. I am a joy. <laughs> 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 um, but no, I do hope that's true for you. That's awesome. And then to be in love with a stranger, more specifically, even if you don't feel like it's a stranger in your dream, it just means that you're in a new situation in life. Or maybe there are things in yourself that you're just now discovering. And basically, it, it just shows that you're opening up to old feelings that you haven't allowed yourself to feel in a while. Mm. Which, now that I've seen Ryan Sheckler, <laughs> you should definitely open yourself up to those feelings, girlfriend. <laughs> Find your, what is it, Walt? Walt. Find that Find Walt. Find your Walt. I believe Walt slash Ryan is out there and he's waiting for you. <laughs> yes, so, he is. Thanks, Ronnie. That's awesome. Okay. Anything else new with you guys? That was short and sweet. No? No, no, no. no housekeeping? No housekeeping. Nope. I don't believe so. God, if only I could say that about the chores in my own house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who's ready for the game of chance this week? Yeah. Okay. It was my turn to pick, and I chose what can only be called Dice Derby. Ooh. <laughs> I am Red Day. It's a very intense dice rolling game. <laughs> Basically, my fiance got a felt dice rolling mat for Christmas, and we're all going to roll dice at the same time. We have three sets of six-sided dice. And the highest number wins. Is everyone mm-hmm. ready? Holla holla. Yeah. Okay, Aaron, you're getting red. Okay, thank you. Cole, actually getting the dreamy green one. <laughs> and I get green glitter. Okay, wait, are we doing this all at the same time? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. One, one two, two, 
three, three. roll, four, three, one. I win. I always win. <laughs> yeah. So it's so it's gonna go Sarah, Erin, yes. me, Morgan. Okay. Yes. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Cool. Okay. So I'm up first, and we're talking about any guesses? Uh, the human mind. The human mind. <laughs> We're talking about night terrors. Ah, oh, Jesus. Because I thought, why go to nightmares when we can just skip straight ahead to the terror? Thank and you. I'm going to be enunciating like terror a lot just because there's a lot of comparisons between nightmares and night or they're also called sleep terrors. My English teacher should be very happy. <laughs> I am talking slow and pronunciating for you guys. I can't <laughs> promise that every time, but this one I know I need to. Okay, so before I get started... Do either of you have any experience with night terrors? I sure do. Yes, I didn't have a babysitting thing. I did. I uh, was babysitting my cousin. Okay. Had no idea what night terrors were. Thank you for enunciating. You're welcome. I didn't know what that was. And my aunt's like, okay, so like, here's the two kids. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. Like, put pizza in the oven, put them to bed at eight. Good mm-hmm. to go. I love babysitting. I love babysitting. And uh, she goes, oh, and by the way, he has night terrors. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, like... D- I'm, like, watching her face for, like, am I scared? Do I worry? And she's, like, so if you hear him crying or screaming in the middle of the night, just go in there and check out. What? Or convulsing and praising to Satan. Right. Like, okay. So, I. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, she's, like, and if he's just, like, because his eyes might be open. (laughs) What? I'm sitting here, like, my little 15-year-old self is, like, what the hell? She goes, so we just, if it's really bad, just pick him up and take him outside. And I'm, like, what? She's, like, well, the cold air will wake him up. And I'm, like, okay. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting there praising whatever is above me. Like, please, Lord, don't let this child do any of this weird stuff. <laughs> and it starts. Of course it starts. Like, right after, like, 1045-ish. And I hear yeah. the crying, and I'm like, oh, please, like, self-soothe, self-soothe. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just, like, bloody murder. Screaming, crying, and I'm like, yeah. Jesus H. Terrifying. So I open the door, and he is sitting up in bed looking at me with his eyes open. So I'm like, oh hello, are you awake? Yeah. And he's just crying. And I'm like, <sighs> so his eyes are open and he is asleep. Mm-hmm. I, I'm scared. I'm like mm-hmm. pissing myself. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, I guess I got to scoop him up. So I mm-hmm. walk in, I scoop him up and he like, there's no response. Like he doesn't, I mean, like he doesn't like lean into me or anything like that, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like he didn't feel mm-hmm. me picking him up. He's not like registering you at all. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know, like yeah. when you were a kid and you fell back, like you were asleep in the car, even though you were like dead asleep, you kind of like wrapped your arms around your parents and they scooped you up. Like, you know, you kind of like leaned into them. Uh-huh. None of that. He was like kind of almost rigid. So I like scooped him up, slid open the back door and just like held him on the deck. And then finally he was like, stop crying. And I was like, okay. And his eyes were open and then bam, they closed. And he was like, okay. And like rolled over and like in my arms. And yeah. I was like, that's oh. a really good idea. Yeah. Terrifying. So at I, least you were warned though. Like, could you oh imagine if like you had no warning at all and no. you just heard bloody murder screaming coming from the room? I don't know how your aunt finds babysitters because I would be terrified, like, yet again. Hey. Hence the word aunt, family. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> you don't got a choice. Yeah. 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 So I plopped that little child demon back into bed. And, she uh, had a little extra tip yeah. for your <laughs> They were like, was troubles. he in trouble? I was like, oh, and yeah, like he definitely had an attack. And they're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, auntie. So yeah, that's Basically. my experience. Aaron, about yourself, anything? I don't know if I've had night hairs. I know I've like sleepwalked before. Oh, okay. We'll so, tell you that story because I'm going to yeah, I, later. Yeah. I have, I've had that. I don't think I've ever had like blood. I mean, I know I've like screamed after a nightmare, but I don't think it's ever been like, you know, my mom or dad's like trying to shake me awake. The, I can't wake the me quote, up, you know? Terror. Yeah. That we speak I think just like typical 
nightmares when I was a child. And then at some point, I really didn't. I mean, I get them every once in a while, but not like I used to get them when I was a kid. But I don't think they were night terrors. Okay, makes sense. I actually asked my parents this weekend, like, hey, real cash, um, have I ever had a night terror? And my mom's like, oh, I don't know what that is, Sarah. So probably not. No, no. Just really weird dreams. You're a weird dreamer. (laughs) So I'm glad none of us are affected. Fun fact, they can't figure out why. And by they, I mean the first couple pages of Google and whatever I research can't figure out why. Maybe someone out there can. You have. Thank you for your work. It does. It's genetic. Oh. Like, or maybe genetic's not the right word, but if, if your mom had it, you're more likely to have it. Okay. They don't know why. They don't know what gene it is, but good thing our kids are probably safe. It's what? kind of like hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> um, we love the movie Hereditary. Okay. Well, well, we and love yeah. is very... <laughs> I we love Hereditary. Are very Sorry. interested in the movie Hereditary? That movie screwed me up. Yeah. It's fantastic. It it makes Watch you feel it. like life is going to end. <laughs> my a bit of my soul crumbled off that evening, like one hundred percent. Whenever I like something weird, I will research it so much because then I want to know like why did this happen? Like I can't just be scared. I have to be uh-huh. scared out of my mind. Yeah, <laughs> looking up like different articles about it. Yes. Like why was this even made? Was there was anything right. in the shadows? Is it based mm-hmm. on a story? Is it based one percent on a story? Yeah. Whose story? <laughs> so anyway, night terrors. That movie could have caused night terrors, but we're probably a little mm. too old. So mm-hmm. let's pretend like I am in fourth grade giving a presentation. Night terrors. What are they? <laughs> That's literally her at my nose. Well, they sound terrifying for everyone involved. To put it simply, it's just a sudden reaction to fear when someone is moving from one cycle of sleep to the next. Ooh. And if you guys are feeling smart this morning, I hope y'all have now had your coffee. Because yes. a cup of spooks is coming your way. Um, it's a disorder caused by over arousal of your central nervous system and by a single misfiring of the brain during sleep that causes feelings of fear, dread, and terror. Hence, night terror. Mm-hmm. terror. So someone experiencing a night terror is going to feel like they are literally under attack while sleeping. Mm-hmm. And this is going to prompt them to act just like they would if they were awake and under attack. So they're going to fight or flight. Um, if they're fighting, they're going to throw objects. They're going to shout at invisible people, scream. And they may even mistake the innocent person for the attacker. And Morgan, kind of like you were saying, this is the hardest one for parents and loved ones because they can't console the person that's um, experiencing this. Like, they they may even think you're the one causing all the fear. So just on a mental level, it's really hard to watch them, like, be terrified and you can't do anything. So, like, I got lucky that he didn't think I was the attacker. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, he didn't hit you or anything. Yeah. Yeah, like, he was screaming at something, but luckily it wasn't you. Yeah. But even if you thought it was you, it's scary either way. Because think about mm-hmm. when a kid's crying, you want to help, and you, you physically can't. There's nothing you can do. You can't really wake them up. It's not safe to wake them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I could scoop, but I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> you could scoop them, but you can't wake them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's one. Or they can flight. They can flight. They can fly. <laughs> Peter Pan can fly. They'll run away through doors. They'll even jump out of windows. They may Holy. try to create barricades, protect their family members. They will even drag their family members out of bed sometimes. Okay. No. 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 So it's if you're looking for birth control, this may be it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you experiencing a child dragging you out of bed? <laughs> Maybe that's not for you. Oh, God. That sounds so scary. I could not. I'm a light sleeper anyway, so if anyone even crept in my room, get out of here. Mm -hmm. So during these sleep terror episodes, it's also commonly reported that these people have superhuman qualities where Mm -hmm. they can move faster, lift heavier objects they wouldn't normally be able to do in waking life, which yet again, when I was researching, I didn't find a why, but I didn't look into too much like sciencey stuff, more Mm -hmm. just like a rough overlay of everything Mm because I didn't want to get too in the nitty gritty. But I personally think, yet again, I'm 
not a psychologist. I have not studied this personally. It's got to be like about your adrenaline, right? So Mm -hmm. you're terrified. When you're terrified in real life, you have more strength. Yeah. Yeah. Moms can lift the cars and all that. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to save their kids or family members. Yeah. Which that's sometimes what they think they're dreaming about. So maybe it's the adrenaline. Like, this is me just going off here. Yeah. Because like you said earlier, it was a, is a a misfire. Mm -hmm. So that to me sounds quick. So maybe it's like that is what triggers it. And then like your adrenaline is what causes it to stay. I'm glad you used the word trigger. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to get there in a minute, but Erin, you mentioned sleepwalking earlier. Night terrors are also linked to sleepwalking for this slight reason. Those reactions have to be physical to happen. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times when they're like escaping, they're up, they're moving, Mm. just like sleepwalking. But also like sleepwalking, even though they're stronger, supposedly they move faster, they're also very clumsy. I mean, they are still sleeping. So if there's a pillow there that wasn't there before, they're going to trip on it. Okay. And they are very likely, they are more likely to hurt themselves than others. I freaking bet. Yeah. Tripping over anything. Yes. Dang. Yes. It is very scary. Mostly for everyone else around the person having the night terror because mm-hmm. night terrors are always forgotten by the next day. Majority of the sufferers are kids, which is so sad, my little heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are some rare cases of adults, but mostly it's kids. And it's not really uncommon. It's not a big deal if kids have them. It's not like they're messed up or anything. Like I mentioned earlier, it can be a genetic condition that runs in families. It's a delay in the central nervous system which they do grow out of over time. It is possible, like I said, though, for adults to have it, which I'll talk about that in a minute, but it's just as terrifying. So, like, if adults have it, did they also have it when they were kids? Probably. So it can still go on until adulthood. Usually at some point, a child. You're supposed to grow out of it. it. Okay. So sleep terrors, we kind of put them with nightmares just because we want to, but that isn't the way you should. They're not similar, really. So nightmares... As you kind of talked about before, their well-developed plot, even if it doesn't make sense, they're still a plot. And it's going to slowly lead people into scarier and scarier circumstances. Night terrors, they happen in an instant. Like I said, it's a misfire. And not to get too into the weeds here on sleep cycles, but most people know you do have like REM sleep cycles Mm -hmm. throughout the night. So where these happen in your cycles are different. And that's why you can remember some and why you can't remember night terrors. Mm, Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So night terrors happen about two to three hours after the affected person has fallen asleep. And it is usually when someone is moving from the deepest stage of your non-REM sleep cycle to a lighter REM sleep. Okay. So for most people like you and I, and you, I, I, you, all of us, (laughs) it's a smooth transition. You don't even notice it. But for someone experiencing that night terror, because of that single misfire, it's going to cause them to feel upset and frightened, leading Mm. to the crazy responses we know are night terror. So with that in mind, what is the worst nightmare you guys have ever had? Yes, mare like a horse. Honestly, I don't know. (laughs) Because I feel like I had a lot... I had worse nightmares when I was a kid. Yeah. But now if I have a nightmare, mm-hmm. like I said before, I usually know kind of like, uh, Which is so like I know how you can just do that. Yeah. Like Which I know how strange. it's turning into scary and scary situation, but it doesn't affect me as much. Like I'm like, oh, I woke up. I'll watch like a little YouTube video and then go back to sleep to kind of like <laughs> not fall back, you know, not fall back asleep and go right back into the nightmare. Cause that happens sometimes. Have you guys ever had that where you like oh, wake up from a nightmare and then you go back to sleep and you're right back where you started and you're like, no. This I isn't like what I wanted to happen. talk about dreams you can lead us and how to do <laughs> no, it. No, because no. I just succumb to it like, oh my God, life is ending. Well, sometimes just, I'm so tired that I'm just like, oh, I can't. Whatever I just don't happens, know. Happens. I just don't know. Like, I, I don't have any control, yeah. I feel like, whenever I no. have a nightmare. Some dreams I feel like, you know, people are like, oh, I can tell I can tell myself I can fly. I'm blo- okay, I have zero, it's zero not like control. Lucid yes. And yeah. I think that takes practice, unless you're Aaron Allen. Yeah. yeah. That's, I just, I'm not saying I can change my dream. No, I'm just saying like I'm 
I guess aware. I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be scary. Like I'm never like <laughs> too freaked out. Like when I wake up, I'm like, oh, that was scary. Aaron Allen, what? aware in all dreams. <laughs> you know, that's gonna be your movie poster. Aware. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, see, I just go through it like this is it. This is what we're living in now. This is the mm-hmm. life we've chosen. Yeah. yeah. I've had one dream that was supposed again, I bits and pieces. Okay. But I guess that was supposed to be kind of creepy. And then I actually like fought back. Like, of oh. course you did. But what that happened? never usually happens. I don't, like, it was Shocking. like a big group of us trying to run away from, like, I can't remember if it was even one person or a couple people that okay. were, like, like, trying to murder us. I don't know why, but. So casual. It is just what it is. To... And usually, like, some dreams I'm like, I can't do anything. Like, I want to run. I can't run. Okay. You know? I so, hate those. I know. Where, like, your your brain's just like, oh, come on. I have to get out of here. But then in the dream, you're just like, la-di-da-di-da. <laughs> but, yeah. So when that one, I was, like, fighting back. And I'm like, this never happens. I don't know what's going on. On. Whenever so. I try to fight back in dreams, it's so slow motion. I'm mad at my own fist. Yeah, exactly. Like, I what have a lot of those for slow mo bricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've had a lot of those slow mo dreams yes. where I want to do something fast and it's not. Which I'll happening. probably look into those in a later episode because yeah. that seems to be like pretty common. Mm-hmm. Myself and I've had you. a yeah. ton of those. They're just frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Aaron? What about you, Morgan? Oh, spookiest dream. Okay, well, one is really long, so we'll save that for another day. It involves okay. aliens. Ooh. But the sh- freak me out. Yeah. So the shortest, scariest dream I've had. I know it sounds really dumb, but okay. I think it's because I watched that the live app, not live action, but the Scooby Doo with the live people. <laughs> I think I watched it with action. Freddie Prince. <sighs> yes, with Prince. Um, I watched That's that amazing. a little too much. And if you all have seen it, there's with one. The first one or the second one? Yes. Which the, one or both? Are they on an island? I think it's the first one. With the big giant globby thing that orange Ooh, like glowy the opening scene. No, no, no. He's no, no, like no. made of lava, I think. Or okay, like I think that's looks... the island. One. Okay, regardless of okay. it is. Sorry. The... Yes. No, no, you're good. It's <laughs> I just know it's, two. I, it's that guy. This is imperative uh, to be going. Yes. Okay. He is chasing me. Oh. Like, and I've never really had like what you guys are talking about, like the slow punches and things like that, except in this dream. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't my body like not moving. Like I'm running from the sky, right? And I'm running yeah. in and out of a house, and he's getting bigger and bigger and chasing me. And at one point I'm on my, it's so weird. Mom, I'm on the street my dad lives on. Okay. Uh-huh. Like I, I could just tell that's where I am, but that's not the house I was in. Uh-huh. But I'm right underneath this like specific street light and I start and I'm running and I right. stop and like my feet are glued to the no. concrete. So it's like not even my, it's like my body can do it. It's trying, yeah. but like it's stuck. Trap. And then the guy, like the big lava, lava thing is like, raw and like jumps down and like swallows me whole. And then I and wake, then up. wake up. Oh. Yeah. At least you wake up. Yeah. Nothing worse happened. I'm glad that's that. not real life for you. Yeah, but that, it, it just felt, I know that sounded like kind of like a lame, spooky spot. Not really, because yeah, your adrenaline's going, it's scary. That's the one where it was like the most, uh, just too much, just like, whoa. Yeah. No, mine was more um, personal, I guess. So I was over in Europe last year and I remember I had this dream. It was nice. I was sitting crisscross applesauce <laughs> on this like grassy knoll. Like you would think I was like in a um, meditation video. So it started off so well. <laughs> it started off beautiful. And there's like piano playing. Oh, wow. And I look over and I'm a little bit younger. Obviously, I'm only a year younger, but in my dream, I'm like 10 or 12 or something. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Cause I'm like, wow, look at all my leg hair. <laughs> 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 I didn't shave early. And um, I look up, my mom's playing like an old church piano. Oh. Yeah. And she's smiling, but she's my mom like from the 1990s. Like she still has bangs. Oh. Her fashion is very different. Not saying it's bad, mom. It was just different. And she's playing piano and it kind of gets darker. And I'm like, hey, like, let's go get lunch now. I'm tired of this piano nonsense. Yeah. Girls got to eat. I'm growing. And she looks over and she's like, no, we're staying right 
here, <gasps> right here, forever. Uh, mm. And the piano keys start breaking. And then she's smiling at me and her teeth start breaking. No, no, no. Like, everything's falling out. And then I'm at a funeral and it's my mom. So oh my God. I don't see her. I just know it's her. Oh, I have chills. Yeah. And I'm sobbing in the whole dream. I'm just morose. If that's the word, like I'm just like inconsolably like, crying. Are you still like a child? I'm an adult. Are you no! an adult now at this point? And I, that's when I wake up and I call my mom immediately. I was like, what are you doing? How are you doing? Are you okay? And she's like, Sarah, you're ridiculous. I'm fine. What are you doing? <laughs> you're all gallivanting. Oh my God. She's oh, like, I had again. She's like, you in those dreams. You got to cut that out. Oh, I literally, my hairs in the that back of my neck are like standing up. <laughs> yeah. It, the whole thing was like, it started off so fine besides oh. the hairy legs. And then I just see her like, oh. Teeth falling out is a whole, is a whole spiral of a subject, but that probably yes. is what, that freaked me out the most. Yeah, what you yeah. just said? <laughs> well, cause yeah, it just happened in tandem with the piano and Blech. I was having a great time over there. I don't know why I felt the need. I'm not they looking into that one. I don't want to know why that happened. It's, sorry. <laughs> okay. So that's a nightmare. So like how it's the plots and you can see. That's actually a really good example. It steadily gets scarier and scarier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so, progression. Yes. For better or worse, yeah. just like marriage, there is progression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking into the eye of marriage myself. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it won't be. Andrew, we're fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So imagine that. That's creepy in itself. But a night terror is just instant. Like basically I would be on the grassy knoll, then the teeth are out, death everywhere. Like you don't even have time to like, comprehend what's going on so that's why they freak out mm-hmm. um so because they happen so fast and they're forgotten luckily i don't even want to know what they're thinking about in that moment most of them like i said they forget them it's just scary for everyone around them mm-hmm. like you morgan babysitting yeah props to you i could not do that thank you yeah. thank you <laughs> even now that i know what they are i still be like you're on your own yeah the yeah. devil's got your body <laughs> <laughs> yes so here are some symptoms you could see during an episode We'll use a child as an example because they get them most often. Mm-hmm. They may scream, cry, talk nonsensically, sit up in bed, kick, show aggravated behavior if restrained, which this all sounds like 200 years ago I saw this. I was like, get a priest in here. He's been exactly. taking over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes me think, but we're not getting there yet. Their eyes could be wide open. They're sweating, breathing heavily, mm-hmm. racing pulse, dilated pupils. So Ugh. really everything you would see in the exorcism. And then, so going forward... That was some symptoms, and I'm going to kind of talk about causes and triggers. And I don't know if you guys know the difference, but I felt really dumb and had to look it up because they're kind of using them interchangeably. Okay. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so at home, if you don't know what it is, thank you, because I'm not the only one. A trigger is something that happens because you're already primed for it to happen, and then a cause is the actual reason something happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's just the basic thing. I didn't know that. Thank honestly. you, ma'am. I learned. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for class with Sarah. <laughs> so causes, which is why it would actually happen for a night terror would be tiredness, sleep deprivation, which to me is an oxymoron because if I'm having night terror, that probably don't You ain't sleep getting well. sleep well. Yeah. No. no. Stress, travel, which may be something I should look into. Oh. Sleeping in new strange places, restless leg syndrome, use of certain medications, um, or use of alcohol in adults. So those are like the underlying causes and then a trigger, which because mm-hmm. you already have these causes could, well, trigger it for lack of better word. So any type of noise, um, going to bed later than usual, a full bladder, and my favorite, freaking menstrual period. Because let's blame it all on the menstrual period. Let's just add that to the mix. <laughs> Good God. Dang ladies and their periods. Just <laughs> cut it out. If only we could. Jesus. Which I feel like is really interesting because you say this mostly happens with children. Yes, but 
I mean, there are still some where it happens. Uh, yeah. True. True. I don't know. I know there's some. I don't know how much science now, so. is in that part of yeah. it. Yeah. Weird. I found this on two websites. It's so. wild, though. Oh, if it's on two, then it's true. <laughs> One of them was allIKnow.com. No, it was. I don't know. <laughs> it is fact. We'll take it as fact. If I wrote it down, it's fact. Mm-hmm. I'm perpetuating. Perpetuating. It's a factual. I just blue steeled the mic, but no one can see it. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So not to hammer this in, but stress. So not to hammer this in, but triggers and causes. So for a night terror, the cause could be stress during the day. And then because someone's already stressed, the trigger would be a loud noise or a full bladder during the night. And that's when you would see them sit up around two or three hours from sleeping. Gotcha. So I thought this was really funny. There's safety during episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Teach me. Teach me. Teach me. So a PSA for parents if they're a kid. It sounds so bad. Okay. Here's what you can do to prevent injury during night terror episodes. Suggestions include locking windows. Locking the front door, preventing access to stairs, using heavily padded curtains to prevent window breakages. (laughs) Yes. That's really it. Basically, this heavily padded curtains. What the heck are those? Amazon, do you want to sponsor us? You can type it up. I'll tell people where to find them. I think there's a market. So, yes, some people also find it useful to install alarms on their bedroom doors so it'll alert family members when they have escaped from the bedroom during a night terror. Oh, gosh. This should be a movie. I don't know if it is. If it's not, I'm making it. It's called Terror. (laughs) Terror. (laughs) Okay, also, so those are all terrifying, but there are some things you can do before that. So, parents, um, loved ones, anyone who's affected by this, you can set a regular bedtime for people. Mm. Help them have a soothing routine before falling asleep. Um, just help this person relax, get enough sleep, which yet again is an oxymoron, but fatigue is a huge factor in night terrors. You can also make them feel safe in their environment. So for a child, it could be a special toy for adults. It could be a cross above the bed. Um, and just look at the factors too, of why you are stressed during the day. Is there a different way you can handle them? Just like any other part of your life, stressors will follow you. And then the last thing I have, and I'm almost done, I promise, is crime and night terror. So I don't know how true this is, but it was on BBC.com. I found a story about a man who murdered his wife during a quote-unquote episode. Oh, what? In 2009, a UK couple, the Thompsons, sounds so quaint, were sleeping in a camper after a night of drinking, which we know can be a cause for Mm -hmm. adult night terrors. Mm -hmm. And in his sleep, Mr. Thompson applied an arm lock to his wife's neck and he killed her. Oh, Oh, sorry. That reminds me. Do you guys watch Grey's Academy? Not enough. No. Yeah. Well, it just reminds me of an episode because in one of the episodes, like one of the guys, his name's Owen. Okay. Like literally, well, he was in the army. So he has like PTSD. Which that's a cause too. Yeah. So he like was technically still asleep and was like strangling someone and almost like choked her out so that sorry that's just what it reminded me of so that's really scary it is scary and there's not i mean so he stated the dream which i don't know okay we'll get back to the minute he stated the dream he was having was an intruder and he was protecting his camper like the big tough man he is and then he awoke to find his wife dead (laughs) (laughs) oh excuse me the courts didn't prosecute him they stated quote, unquote, transient mental condition known as night terrors. Uh. So they really, they didn't find him guilty. Am I only bugaboo with a story that he can remember as night terror? But I was just going to say that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something maybe his lawyers came up with to help him 
like you said, you it? said plots. Like, like when we gave our examples earlier, you were like, see, all of your dreams have like a plot or a, yes. uh, like a, it yeah. has like a climactic moment, but Night Terrors is like, we said it, I said it, the misfire, what you said yes. earlier, like this does, that's weird. This is a little different for maybe like adults. Because obviously kids anyway, like even as a kid, yeah, I don't remember really dreams I had as a kid. I had one it was good very dream. impactful. Yeah. I, but mm, I don't know. I don't. I mean, they've been married for 40 years. They had two children. Oh. And by all accounts, he was actually very upset. Uh, Mr. Neath, I'm sorry. He was very upset, very remorseful. And their camper had been parked by where these badass racers would rev up their engines and kind of hot rod around, as my grandparents would say. Hmm. So you can say the drinking would have been the cause. And I, if he already had any kind of pre-existing history, which that wasn't discussed. It was a pretty short article. Mm. And hmm. um, the drinking could have been a cause. And then the sound of the hot rod, the hot rods, could have triggered it and it caused okay. him to go all right, all right. a little crazy. Fine, I won't jump the gun to guilty yet, but yes. I'm a little bit suspicious. I trust the UK people. They got it going on. <laughs> Thanks, BBC. Yes, so thank you, BBC, for that. Um, like I said, I don't have a ton of details besides that's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, in conclusion, as you're never supposed to say, but... Be good to yourselves. Take time to relax before bed. Even if you don't have sleep disorders, our dreams can be scary and our night terrors can scare everyone else. <laughs> so take care of yourselves and everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Any questions? Class? No. I don't think so. That was awesome. So informative. Thank you. Yeah. That's night terrors. There'll be a test at the end. Oh, Jesus. Erin, <laughs> you ready? Yes, I am. All right. This take one it. is a doozy. Oh, boy. Hey, Erin. What's going on? <laughs> Nothing much. Just... True crime. How about you? I'm living, so that's probably better than your story. Definitely. Hey, definitely it's so. nice. It Ooh. sounds like their ending is not going to be great. None no. of your stories have great endings. No. Um, I will be talking about the Florida lottery murder. Ooh. I just came mm-hmm. back from Florida. Dun, not dun, on the lottery, dun. and I was not murdered. But I can't say I didn't murder anybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you were I in can't. this part of Florida. But anyways. Okay. What is it? This um, so this story takes place on November 15th, well, starts on November 15th, 2006 in Frostproof, Florida, uh-huh. which is about like an hour and a half from Tampa, so I guess a smaller town. Okay. Um, Abraham Shakespeare and co-worker Michael Ford were heading towards Miami when they stopped at a Townstar convenience store. Mm-hmm. Before Ford entered the store, he asked Shakespeare if he could grab him anything. So Shakespeare only had like $5 in his pocket. Mm-hmm. That's what Wikipedia told me. <laughs> so he asked Ford <laughs> to buy him. Yes. He asked Ford to buy him two lottery tickets. And one of the tickets that Ford purchased for Shakespeare ended up being the winning ticket worth Did. $30 million. Oh, $30, $30 million. Yes. <laughs> so, I can do a lot of things with $30 million. Anyone can. Yes. Yes. So Shakespeare yes. chose to take a one ten cash payment of $17 million instead of like, oh, what yeah. a what a cut, man! Oof, seventeen million, uh, almost not worth it. <laughs> I think I would pass. He <laughs> so, can barely afford everything with that. <laughs> with his winnings, he did buy a one point one million dollar home in a gated community. Very nice, good job, um, Shakespeare. Wikipedia also said he had two more um, kind of bigger purchases. I think one was a nice watch. I can't remember what the other one was. Um, treat yourself. Good for you. Yeah, but he was treating himself. Um, about three months after he got his winnings. Ford approached Shakespeare about it, and I guess since Ford was the one to purchase the ticket, of he course. like demanded Ooh. that Shakespeare give him at least one million dollars. Well, dang, <laughs> a little payout. Um, so in my head, Shakespeare was just like, "Hell no!" 
Um, and Ford was not happy with that answer at all and decided to take Shakespeare to court. Why wouldn't you just ask a nicer way? Like, hey, right. man, we're friends. I bought the ticket. Well, later on, you'll see Shakespeare seems like a cool guy, but this Ford just seems like an <laughs> So, um, So, yeah, you just take Shakespeare to court, sues him, claims that Shakespeare stole the lottery tickets out of Ford's wallet. It's kind of oh, making up the story. But wow. on October 19th, 2007, a jury deliberates for just a little over an hour and rules that uh, Ford's story was fabricated <laughs> and that Shakespeare, in fact, did not steal the lottery tickets. So nothing. I'm shocked. Yeah, nothing came out of it nice. for Ford. Because it's a dry story. Here's $5. Here's a ticket I'm buying with $5. Here you go. Yeah. 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 Like, even though Ford bought it, that wasn't his ticket. It wasn't but his nice. money. He asked if I could get you anything. And he said, yes, here's my money that I would like you to go into the store and purchase a card for me. So if this were to happen to you, what would you do? Like, say, like if I bought the ticket with someone else's money, let's let's really flip it. Uh, I, you went into the gas station. I was like, hey, I want a Red Bull and a lottery ticket. By the way, I love Red Bull, the sugar free kind. I drink twelve ounce or eight point four. So if anyone wants to send one, I will drink it, um, just in case. And I win thirty three million dollars, but you actually handed the money over. Would you want any of my money? Probably not. I'd probably buy you dinner. Can no. I chime in? After this yeah. story, probably I'd be not. like, hey, since I did that and we are all friends, can we, like, go on a cool trip together? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. how I'd ask. That's what I would do. Yeah. I, would I wouldn't want just any. come banging on your door. Absolutely. Like, no, money. no, 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 no. Yeah. If you want that, I'd probably give it to you if you didn't even ask me. So I'd be like, hey, <laughs> I have 33 million. Here's a million. Right, yeah. Well, maybe not a million. You said take, <laughs> you said take you to dinner. It's like... Let me buy you a steak house. Maybe. Not a steak. <laughs> what kind of business do you want? Mama's buying. Right. You can start it. Go on, I'm sorry. I don't like Ford. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's no longer in the story anymore. But Woo! Ford wasn't the only Bye. one interested in oh. Shakespeare's winnings. Never is. Um, so Shakespeare's friends, I think even like random people kind of started hanging out with him more, mm. trying to get closer to him and his money. That's so sad. Greg Smith, um, his boss and friend, was interviewed on 2020 and said that Shakespeare would just loan out money to people out of the goodness of his heart. So he is a really good guy. So he probably would have given Ford the money if maybe he wasn't an asshole about it. I guess. Ford, Uh, take a lesson. Okay. Just be nice next time. But um, rarely were those loans he gave out um, paid back to him. Did that bother him? A little bit. I'll I'll get to that. So I also thought that was interesting. In the 2020 episode, I watched that interview because Greg himself even borrowed $63,000 from Shakespeare. And that's the boss. Um, telling, yes, the boss, okay, got the it. friend, uh, saying that he was going through some bank issues. So Shakespeare was like, you're a little loan. Okay. A little loan. A little loan. <laughs> just... Me a little loan is $5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I count my nickels and pennies, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, in October 2008, a woman named Doris, who goes by Dee Dee Moore, who has um, just some background of charges ranging from fraud to making false reports, um, had seen Shakespeare on the news and heard about all the people wanting to take advantage of him. So she sets up a date with him, contacts him, and meets with him, saying that she wants to write a book about what he's going through. Oh, okay. His situation. I see you, Dee Dee. That's a good way to slide on in there. I'm just saying. Let's give her a benefit. Maybe she's really writing a book. Okay, okay, fine. I'm just going to believe she is not the murderer. So I guess she's interviewing him a lot. Well, I guess she's writing the book. Okay. So his financial situation has brought up many times. 
And Dee Dee tells him that she was or is a financial manager and can help him out um, with his debts and his money. Okay. Um, and basically become like his financial advisor in a way. That's very nice. Um, so they hmm. have this nice. uh, benefit going on. So okay. Shakespeare bought Dee Dee her own house as like an office. Um, and then the book she was supposedly writing never was published. So I don't <gasps> You're know. You're kidding me. What? <laughs> surprise, surprise. No idea He where buys it is. her a house and she can't write a book. She can't even write a poem for him. Jeez. Oh I know I've never written a book either, but I think if I had a whole house to myself and that's my only job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I could write a short story. I, I don't know if I'd do that either. A poem. Know. Something. A letter. A, a note. Haiku. Yeah. You have money. I want it. That's just not a haiku. But it's secretly not me. <laughs> yes. Go, go on, I'm sorry. Dee Dee also encouraged Shakespeare to start a business with her, naming it Abraham Shakespeare LLC, claiming that she could save like the remainder of the money he had not given away. Mm. So over a few months, she begins to slowly control like all of his assets. She transferred his home over to her business company, called American Medical Professionals, LLC. And on the 2020 episode I watched, it said um, that Dee Dee claimed to be running a nursing staffing agency, which kind of ties with the name. But I thought it was really random. Yeah. I watched that. what does her resume look like? She's a book writer, financial advisor, business owner, and knows about nursing? Everything. And owns her own home. She dips her toes into everything. She must be a Gemini. We have. I'm a Gemini myself. We have a lot of interests. I'm dead. I'm choosing to believe she's she's great. Go on. <laughs> um, and then on Wikipedia, I didn't see this anywhere else, but it said um, in February 2009, Dee Dee bought her boyfriend a 2008 Chevy Corvette, um, costing over seventy thousand oh, dollars. She paid for the car with a cashier's check from her business account, mm-hmm. and then a month later, she treats herself to a 2009 Hummer. Um, costing around $90,000. So she bought him a car first and then herself? Oh, so thoughtful. She's a little selfless. Can we yeah, give her? I, get, yeah. I said she's so thoughtful. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to think she's nicer than what I'm thinking you're leading me to believe. Well, in oh, November 2009, <laughs> Shakespeare's family becomes worried when they have not seen or heard from him oh. since oh. April of that same year. Wait, in what month is this? September? So we're in November right now. Brit. How but many months? How many months is that? At least four. Okay. <laughs> like seven, but <laughs> more than one, less than a million. Yeah. It's been a while. Okay. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> so they're concerned, and Shakespeare's cousin Cedric files a missing persons report on November 9th, 2009. Okay. Three days later, police begin conducting interviews um, with Dee Dee, since obviously she's She's been the one closest mm-hmm. to Shakespeare during this time. Closest to Dexter's laboratory. <laughs> they <laughs> want to know how she's come to acquire Shakespeare's assets. Mm-hmm. So Dee Dee tells police that she paid Shakespeare in cash for those. Um, in another inter- interview, police asked Dee Dee why Shakespeare was taken off of the Abraham Shakespeare account. I don't know when that happened. Uh, but Dee Dee claimed that Shakespeare did not want to pay taxes on the account and that he had left town because he was tired of everyone wanting his money. So as we'll go along, she kind of gives different answers in different interviews. I can see why she thought that was a good idea. Yes. Stick to the same story. Rule number one. Police also discovered that the million dollars used to open the Abraham Shakespeare account was withdrawn days after Shakespeare's name was removed from the account. Good. Um, And Dee Dee didn't really offer an explanation for it. 
if you're stealing money, would you not just take it in smaller amounts? Because this seems like very obvious. I don't know. I've never okay. Dee's the, money before, Dee's the so. financial advisor, so she knows. She knows best. Yeah, Dee, I'm sorry to question you. I'm gonna hire you to write a book about us. Actually, <laughs> let me know when you're free. <laughs> so police obviously know <laughs> something fishy is going on, mm-hmm. but there's just not enough evidence that points to like foul play that I can't really just take Dee Dee into custody. Um, and then police had Dee Dee even more on their radars when a video clip of Dee Dee filming Shakespeare surfaced. I don't know how they found this, but in the video. Um, I saw this on the 2020 episode. Dee Dee was just asking Shakespeare random questions. But it was just really weird. Um, like if he was going to miss his home, um, asking him where he wanted to go in the future. So she starts like throwing out places. Like she says, California. I think she gives like one more um, mm. place in the United States. And then she's like, oh, we're international. So she starts naming off all okay. other places. It was really weird. Mm-hmm. So that you know, had police even more looking at Dee Dee. Um, 15 days after the missing person's report was filed, the Polk County Sheriff's Office finally declares Shakespeare missing. Dee Dee is interviewed by police yet again and tells them a slightly different story. Dee Dee! <laughs> so she says that Shakespeare's assets went into her business account because he did not want to pay child support. Okay. Yeah. Does he have any kids, actually? He does. Yes. Okay. okay. Just checking. Yes. No, that's I make sure she completely fabricated. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That same month, Elizabeth Walker, Shakespeare's mother, receives a letter from someone claiming to be Shakespeare. His mother knows the letter couldn't possibly have come from him, though, because he um, was illiterate and could not read or write. <laughs> oh! So his mom definitely knows that something shady is going on. Which I think if you're the closest one, you know, if you would know Shakespeare, like Dee you would know should that's know not that. She well, should know that. We don't know this Dee okay, okay, okay. that sent the letter. Right, right. right. Let's okay, not I'm jump sorry. to conclusions. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Whoever wrote this letter should know that you are correct Aaron. what how do we know just just play devil's advocate <laughs> how do we know he didn't use some of his money to buy himself some schooling oh or you know hire a friend to write it for him oh like Dee Dee in that book oh yeah maybe sure. she also wrote his stationery and letters mm-hmm. well turns out Dee Dee was the one who <laughs> sent the fake letter dun 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 right, now we can assume now we can assume <laughs> Um, in an attempt to convince Shakespeare's family that he was okay and had left town with the remainder of his money. Dee Dee also reached out to Greg Smith to remember him, Shakespeare's mm-hmm. boss, mm-hmm. friend. Quote, quote, uh, friend. Yeah. Telling him that his debts could be settled if he worked with her. So one day, Dee Dee was eating dinner at Cr- uh, Cracker Barrel with Shakespeare's mm-hmm. mother when Dee Dee's phone begins to ring. Dee Dee says it is Shakespeare and hands the phone to his mother. However, the caller on the other end was Greg pretending to be Shakespeare. Oh, my God. Yeah. Greg said he thought it was okay to do it since it would make Shakespeare's mother feel better. I think it's kind of messed up. That's like the... No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is some man logic, though. I can see him being like, not that I don't have a vote of confidence, but I can see how he got from A to C. Dee Dee is still screwed, but I can see how he got there. But it's not looking good for him either. It's not looking good for anybody. Yeah. So all of these attempts to convince Shakespeare's mother and his family that everything was all right with their son didn't work out at all. No. Um, <laughs> since police have been tracking Dee Dee and watching her every move, they end up getting a hold of Greg and questioning him. <laughs> After being questioned, the police do confirm that Greg is not a suspect, but a victim of Dee Dee's manipulation. Do you believe and that? No. <laughs> I, feel, I don't know. I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. I'm just always curious no. to see like what you actually think about these. Greg just doesn't seem like a good friend. Like in Absolutely my, yeah, not. 
No. I don't know why he went along with it, but whatever he thinks. Like, whatever. I may not know exactly where my friend is, but I'm going to pretend to be him. That's where my mind is like, really? To make his mom feel better. Like, but we... you really don't know if your friend is alive, even alive, or or international, or somewhere else, but you're going to oh. pretend to be him. Like, that's kind of... Okay, never mind on my man logic. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking he knew, oh. like, maybe Dee Dee told him where he was. Like, oh, I know for oh. sure he's international. He but might. I think she might have. She might have said it. I don't know what yeah. the whole conversation was. I would feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So police are talking to Greg. They decide to kind of put him to work as, like, a spy, scammer, see <laughs> if he can gather any information from Dee Dee about Shakespeare since he's talking to her. Mm-hmm. On the 2020 episode, Greg said he recorded hours of conversations with Dee Dee. He actually made a recording device out of a Red Bull can. Oh. It was actually really cool to see. He, like, showed it. Peep the uh, Red Bull! Red Bull! So, Red Bull! Sponsor <laughs> us! At least he was innovative. Um, yeah. And then he used it so his recording would be undetected. So it literally was, like, an open Red Bull can just sitting in the cup holder just while they were talking. I don't hate him anymore. <laughs> that's that's the level I'm trying to be. Yes. Yeah. And then a police officer also trailed um, Greg each time he met to talk to her. So there was always someone kind of watching okay. and seeing what was going on. On the 2020 episode, Greg claimed that at this point, while he was having these conversations with Dee Dee and recording them, he did not know that Shakespeare was dead. So in January of 2010, mm-hmm. Dee Dee contacts Greg to see if he knows someone who would admit to police that they were the ones responsible for killing Shakespeare. Oh, what? Yeah. During these oh, recorded conversations, Dee Dee talks about a drug dealer named Ronald who she asks Greg to portray as the one who killed Shakespeare. Whoa. So at this point, Greg is like, okay, Shakespeare may actually be dead. And he convinces Dee Dee to tell him where Shakespeare's body is. So after revealing where Shakespeare bo- Shakespeare's body was buried, Dee Dee asks Greg to help remove the body. <gasps> so. Why does she trust him so much? Because of $60,000? You know what? I don't That's know. not enough to buy my silence. I don't know no. about you guys, but... Good lord. Yeah, so she's really not suspecting anything from Greg. So she takes Greg, and then the information I read off of Wikipedia said there was also an undercover cop acting as just someone who said he would take the blame for Shakespeare's murder oh. for cash. Dee said she would pay him. Is there a market I don't for know. that? <laughs> Maybe. LinkedIn, I'll take the fall. <laughs> so she takes these two guys to her home. She leaves Greg and the undercover cop to her backyard where <gasps> Shakespeare's body is buried. Her backyard? Under, yeah. <gasps> and he's buried under a concrete slab. Very and, inconspicuous. Yes. Police get Walmart security tape, which corroborates this. Um, she was seen <laughs> on video buying a tarp and other things that Greg told her would be needed to move the body. So uh, she bought a murder kit. A, well, she had art. Just a murder move. movement kit. <laughs> yes, yeah. just to move the body. She also hands Smart. Greg the .38. Smith and Weston, excuse me, Smith and Wesson revolver that was used to kill Shakespeare. Mm. So she hands him the gun. So the same day Dee Dee takes them to where Shakespeare's body is buried, police gather Dee Dee in for yet another interview. During the interview, she spouts off different excuses again for why she has all of Shakespeare's assets and never actually paid for Shakespeare's home like that Shakespeare had a drug problem. So during these interviews, Dee Dee blames the murder on Ronald the drug dealer who <gasps> she made up. He's uh, not real? Yeah. And she apparently <gasps> forgot that she asked Greg to pretend to be the drug dealer. And then at some point, she later realizes that Greg has been working with the police. Great. Wow. Giving them information. Dee Dee's ex-husband, James Moore, was interviewed by police, where they find out that back in April of 2009, so this is around the time Shakespeare's family kind of stopped hearing from him, okay. Dee Dee asked James to dig and fill a hole on her property. <gasps> She claimed that she needed a hole dug to bury concrete and trash. 
I don't know if that's a thing. What? Um, that's what I do with my concrete and trash. I always just bury trash in my backyard. Is that not what you guys do? Oh, totally. 100%. Yeah. There's mounds back there. <laughs> not that I, I've never heard of that. But great for the environment. I'm sorry. Uh, it's called a burn barrel. That's what I, that's above the ground. I can tell your country. It's in my roots. Yeah. We had a burn barrel. <laughs> So James, being the nice ex-husband that he is, goes to Dee Dee's house and digs a hole in her backyard. Once he digs the hole, Dee Dee just sends him away. Um, <laughs> at this point, police think this is when she shoots Shakespeare and kills him. Whoa. And then two hours later, James is called back to fill the hole. Two hours. Yes. That is the so nicest ex-husband I've ever heard of. She's a little manipulator. Well, yeah. Well, around that time, James was being paid to complete other yard work for Dee Dee. So when she asked him to do this, he really didn't think much about it at the time. He just thought it was extra work that she wouldn't have done. Fair. That's better. Okay. Yeah. He also told police that he did not see or notice anything in the hole due to it being dark outside when he was filling it. How deep was this hole? I have no idea. I guess enough to where a body could not be seen if it was starting to get dark. I don't know. What kind of flower bed did she say she was? Oh, I know. It was trash. Yeah. He also, maybe he thought there was just trash in there. We don't know how she lives. That's true. On January 29th, 2010, police find and identify Shakespeare's body at Dee Dee's property. No! Four days later, police take Dee Dee into custody. She is charged with first-degree murder, and she pleads not guilty to the charge. Oh, my God. (laughs) During her trial, she never took the stand, but she did have many, like, outbursts in which in which the judge had to tell her to compose herself. Whoa. Um, you can find the videos on YouTube if you want. I'm very interested. <laughs> uh, however, interesting, though, um, there were no witnesses, and there was no, like, DNA evidence that was found which could actually link her to the murder. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so her lawyers claimed that the evidence was insufficient to convict her. So on December 10th, 2012, after a three-hour deliberation... D.D. is found guilty of murder Thank and sentenced God. to life in prison without parole. Dang. So basically they were just, even though there was no DNA evidence, they were really just going off of those conversations with Greg. Like it that wasn't were, enough. Yeah, yeah. Recorded. She I mean, and she, admit, she admitted it. Like she admitted to him. And the bodies in On her backyard. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Which Who you could say could maybe be? her ex-husband framed her, but she had the gun. He's the innocent gardener. Don't blame him. Ugh. I do not know. And then at the end of the 2020 episodes, there was an interview with Dee Dee. If you look this up, it's crazy. Oh, I'm watching So it. she tells the reporter that she basically thinks people are complete idiots to think she had anything to do with the murder. Of course. Throughout the interview, she's like just weirdly smiling and chuckling oh. about the whole thing. I guess because she thinks her being in there is just so absurd that she thinks it's funny. She told the reporter that she receives mail from witnesses. And during the interview, she literally had, like, stacks of them. She's kind of, like, flipping through. But she would not show the reporter who the mail was from. He's literally uh, like, I will, like, show me it. I'll write the name down. We'll go and interview him. Well, she was like, face. yeah, she was just like, oh, no, no, I don't know if my lawyer <laughs> would want me to. I don't know if that's allowed. So he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then the reporter, it gets crazy because the reporter even accuses her that the mail from those witnesses Looks like it's written in her own handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) He literally, like, yells at her. And then, yeah, so. (laughs) The same handwriting that went to Shakespeare's mom? Maybe. I don't know. God, Dee Dee. Get it together. (laughs) And then Dee Dee, um, the trial gets brought up and how she didn't take the stand. So she blames her lawyer for how the trial went. um, And that 
Her lawyer would not let her take the stand, but her lawyer was briefly interviewed and said that she was the one who decided not to take the stand. So to be fair, I've heard of a lot of people doing that. Like they don't know how well you're going to testify up there. Yeah. But they could grill you. And if you mess something up, even on accident, like if you weren't. Then it makes you look worse. Yeah. So I don't think that's uncommon. I don't know. I don't think it's uncommon. But not conflicting stories like that. I don't think it was going to save her because it sounds like she already. Probably not. Dug a pretty deep hole in her yeah. yard and in her life. Yeah, literally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So kind of a he said, she said yes. type thing. So regardless, she did not take the stand, but she blames her lawyer. Um, and then in the interview, she said that she was a target for drug dealers. Again, <laughs> that whole Ronald drug dealer guy situation she had fabricated. And then literally during the interview at one time, the reporter was like, do you understand how listening to you is bewildering? Oh, and I was just like, damn, yeah bigger balls than I do. Like, I don't think I would <laughs> say that to anyone. Especially a convicted murderer. Yeah. True, true, true. But Dee Dee kind of just brushes him off and it's just like, whatever. And she's having um, tea time? What are you... Oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the interview, she's like taking all of those letters that she has mm-hmm. and she like gives him one random name, but I don't think it was anything. Like, I think it was just a first name too and he was like, oh, Was okay. the name John Doe? <laughs> I have no John. idea. But yeah, um, Dee Dee is currently in jail but she continues to claim her innocence to this day. I believe and her. That is the story of the Florida Lottery murder of Abraham Shakespeare. Ooh. What a name, too, man. Yes. yes. All right. Thank you, Erin. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Your turn, Morgan. You ready? Oh, yeah. All right. All right. This week, I am bringing to you Hellhounds. Ooh. I'm pumped. Yes. Right. So in the beginning of my research, I thought maybe there were other animals like a hellhound. Okay. That maybe held the same type of, quote, powers as them. But really, they are their own breed, if you will, of supernatural beings. So mm-hmm. this is all about hellhounds. Okay. Lay it on. Right. So hellhounds, they, they don't know their exact origin because I'll get into it a little bit deeper as we go, but there are kind of legends of very similar beings of a hellhound all around the world, kind of around the same time. Um, they believe, though, that it probably started in Britain. But a Celtic legend is that the god of the dead, Arwen, Arwan, Arwan, uh, kept hellhounds uh, that were in search of human souls. So that's oh. kind of like the big kicker of all of this. Hmm. The thing with them all having, you know, different places around the world having the same kind of idea as them, uh, there are many looks to the types of hellhounds. So I'm going to read what the descriptions of them are. They are quite very differing, depending again on where you are. Um, Are any of them ones that I would want to adopt from a puppy uh, store? uh, No. (laughs) Then I am sufficiently scared. Thank you. So... All right, so some of the ways that they look may be contradicting of each other, but again, it's all pretty spoopy. So they can come in colors of gray or black, typically. Okay. Uh, They can come as a solid mass or a shadow. So take that as you will. Uh, Yeah, I don't uh, think either one of those sounds like what I want. No, 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 no. I mean, both dark figures of a big giant wolf animal coming at you. Oh, so not comforting or protecting. No. No, 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 no. Right, right, right. Um, right. Their eyes are typically glowing, either of like an orange or a red. Yet again, (sighs) so soothing. (laughs) However, they also can come across as headless or having one eye. What? Don't, mm-hmm, so yep. they're headless, but you can see their eyes? No, no. Those are the three types. So oh, okay. They, oh, headless or. Yeah. Yes. Hard or. Yes. Okay, got it. 
I, yes, I'm so sorry. The, I'm not in the mood have, to adopt anymore. They have a head, and then they don't have a head. No, it's, it's, these are the mini. See, the yeah. only hellhounds I know, which probably isn't very true, it's just from Supernatural, but you never see them. Yeah. Uh, additionally, these lovely little critters, uh, they have an, an odor, uh, typically of <laughs> rotting flesh. What? Or rotten eggs. Yeah. Oh. Uh, we should have coming. Who else is craving breakfast? And that's a... Aaron, thank you for saying that. Because they also are silent. So when they're walking or coming towards you, if it's shadow or if it's of, you know, an actual solid mass coming towards you, there's no sound. And that was very commonly nope. reported for wherever you were in the world. It's silent coming towards you, but you can smell see it before it. you see it. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that at all. I know. I know. They are very large. So the they said it's it's bigger than a dog, but more like a wolf size. And they can vanish before like your eyes. Like a dire wolf size? Yes. Because yes. are wolves that big either? No, I, I, it's more like a... They said a lot of people compare them to werewolves, but uh, to be okay. honest, like, werewolves can be, from what I've seen in movies and shows, is like... Like in Harry Potter, the werewolf that is seen is humongous, but then there's other shows where I see and it's kind of just more like a dire wolf size, you know, something of that nature. So it's like a big dog. It's a big, it's a big dog. Um, but again, they can vanish right before your eyes. So you see it, it may be walking towards you, you can't hear it, and then suddenly, like, poof, it's gone. Oh, and you smell it. You and smell you smell it. it. And you smell it. One thing that is very common throughout all of the legends around the world is that they are very territorial. Okay. So that is why they come across as aggressive or, like, that they're coming towards you. Um, the reason for this is that it is... The where the worlds of death and the living are the cl- the closest. So okay. the veil between oh, right. the world of the living and the world of the dead are the closest. <laughs> that's what they're quote guarding. So that's why they're uh-huh. yeah. So that's why they're that's what they're being territorial about. So maybe if they're coming towards you, they want you to back away, and the second you do, boof, they're gone. So just interesting. Ooh, I can yeah. accept that. Yeah, just gotta leave. Yeah, okay. Just just leave them alone. You don't gotta um, go home. You just can't stay here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And again, off of the territorial aspect of this, they believe that the legend of the Hellhounds first started because originally when cemeteries were first made, mm-hmm. who knows when that was a thing? I sure don't. But they would say that the first soul buried there guarded the cemetery for eternity. So that originally, <laughs> originally. Talk about jobs you don't want. Right. Well, yeah, you're automatically, you're just stuck. Bottom here. of the pile. Like, but I don't want to be first. Right. Yeah. So, instead of it being a human soul, they started burying a dog. No! Yeah. So, they also say, though, that the legend is that even if it's the first soul, it's the first human soul. So, they say the dog thing may not even be really real. But, however, it's to give the last or the first human soul a companion. I have mixed feelings. I know. Yeah. 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 Continue. I, I, don't, I, don't, I know. I don't like it, but I don't hate it. Yeah. I know. Um, I did learn all of that from uh, the... Uh, deparanormalresearchgroup.com and it was all an article by Robin N. Strom. Thank you, Robin Strom. Thank you, Robin. Um, So, like I mentioned earlier, there's different variations of this creature around the world and they have six plus names from around the world. I literally couldn't pronounce half of them, so I'm not even going to (laughs) try. But yeah, so like, again, like we said, it, you know, may have started in Britain. They're called something there. It may have started in, you know, the Celtic legends. It's called something else that, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. it's all. kind of bummed didn't even try. I can't. Can you try one? I, no, because I, I didn't want to disappoint you. Oh, so okay. It's a, a hellhound. That was it. I'm just kidding. Hellhound. You would never disappoint us. Oh. Never. Oh, you guys are so sweet. Unless you don't read my Instagram post at the wedding. Yeah. 
People don't forget. I will read. Be judged for it forever. All posts you send me, I will read. Thank you. Uh, Another Harry Potter reference. (laughs) Uh, Some say that Fluffy, the three-headed dog from the first movie, is a hellhound. Um, Yeah, I didn't read any more about, like, the weaknesses of a hellhound, but in Harry Potter, it's obviously music kind of put Fluffy into a trance of sleep. So, yeah, interesting. I would be happy. Did you guys ever see the new um, Jumanji? I did not. The second one? No, just the, the first one. Oh, yes. Well, in it, The Rock is like this, he's The Rock, obviously. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> he plays him. Yes. <laughs> they just put him in different clothes. Yeah. It, it says, <laughs> weaknesses. I have no weaknesses. Yeah. Love it. I'd like to imagine that's a hellhound. Pretty much. Wait, no, I wouldn't. That's really scary. Oh my god. A, a rock-sized hellhound. <laughs> With the eyebrows. Right, right. <laughs> So, again, they're all over the world. Um, They can be territorial. They guard Mm -hmm. the cemeteries. There's lots of different aspects of them. You kind of don't want to cross paths with one. Um, But before I leave on a very spooky, sinister note, if you will, I did want to end on a little bit of a higher note, which is there are some animals that bring good luck. So I wanted to bring those into focus. Um, So the pig is known as good luck and fortune. A Mm -hmm. crane is for longevity. A cricket, which we heard earlier, is wealth and luck. Woo! You know, like Mulan, like, you want one lucky bug, you know? Yeah. 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 I'm choosing to believe that cricket means you will have wealth and luck with all of our listeners. Listen to us. Surely so, by now we have, what, four? At least. <laughs> I'm, I'm predicting four. Well, guess what? There's three of us, so at yeah. least one. Well, at least one more. Hey. All we need is one. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, I'm going to end on kind of a spooky note. So... Oh, no. From the mysteriousuniverse.org, uh, this was an article or a story written by Brent Schweiner in uh, August of 2018. Okay. So, <clears throat> and it's in Michigan. Mm. We had this really strange dog creature that would hang around the property. I say dog creature because this thing was too big to be a stray dog. It had very pronounced red eyes. I'm not saying it was a werewolf or a dog man, but it was very werewolf-like. Absolutely. (laughs) The dog would frequently stalk the edge of the woods on our property in the day. It seemed to have no fear. My uncle would yell or throw things towards it and try to scare it off, but it would simply rear up on its hind legs like a ram and charge for a short distance. Spooked. We would frequently find dead chickens or rabbits after thunderstorms. We knew it was the dog thing because it would leave huge, wet paw prints in the mud and claw marks on the window ledges. Sometimes we would find the screens ripped from our screen doors and windows. No. No. It would never write out attack us, but it did seem to enjoy stalking us and taunting us. I guess in my head I thought that if you see a hellhound, it would just be like one person who sees it. But that's really interesting that I guess... Multiple family members yeah. saw that. Yeah. And Ooh. in the daytime, so you can't even attribute yeah. it to anything else. I think, I think, like, reading a couple of the stories, I think that's why that one stuck out to me so much, is that, like, a couple of stories I read is, like, they're alone on a road at night, and you see it up ahead, or yeah. you see you can, like, mm-hmm. see it coming out of the woods, and, like, this broad day, like, wild. Because at I, night, yeah. it could be anything. Yeah. It literally could be a wolf. In the daytime, it is what it is and it's terrifying it's a dog wolf creature what he said so mm-hmm. so that is all i have for you and hellhounds this week i hope it was a little bit spooky and maybe uh, look over your shoulder at night maybe <laughs> when you're near the woods 
And it ripped the screens off. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. No. No. Mm-mm. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Well, Move. thank you, Morgan, Move. but no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're quite welcome. All right, guys. So that is all we have for you for Sinister Sunrise this week. Uh, hope this was enough Sinister Sunshine for your day. Uh, if you want to follow us, do so via Instagram. It is Sinister Sunrise Podcast. Or send us an email of your scary stories, dreams, true crime if it happened to you. Let us know. It is Sinister Sunrise Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Thank you, guys. <laughs>